This is the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show because we're going to get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's going to be real vibes. Ace, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. Um, hey, bud, you ever call somewhere and um, you get a rep that made you ask yourself, would you, where did this, where did this person get their training from? Did they just kind of walk in off the street one day, throw on a headset, and start taking calls? Unfortunately, that is generally my experience with customer service, the customer service industry. Okay, so well, today we will be talking about how much of a nightmare, specifically, customer service in the Caribbean can be, and just how good they can be at being terrible at customer service. So uh, we'll share a few stories about some people or from some people um, in that customer service sphere who have uh, dealt with, pretty much dealt with agents who just, they should have just stayed home that day. So whether it's, you know, that terrible bartender who just could not be bothered to to make your drink the way you ask, <laughs> to the lady behind the counter in the takeout spot who acts like you're bothering her when you're trying to order food. You know the type. I certainly do. Right. So we'll shed some light on 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 some of, on examples of the least exemplary customer service representatives that we have ever had the deep displeasure of talking to. And as a bonus, we're going to get into what it's like to be on the other side of the phone. So for the reps themselves, like myself, because like, I don't know, um, most people who know me, I've been a customer service rep for a pretty long time. So I have some, I have some, I have some insights that I would love to add. So um, you got anything else to add, Ace, before we jump in? No, no, I do not. All right, so let's jump right in, and uh, this is the pot. All right, so crappy customer service. We've all been there. Um, You know that call, the one uh, where you can just tell that that rep is either about to go on break or lunch or they're about to clock out and go home and they really couldn't care less about you, your problem or or helping you out. You ever had that call? Yeah, definitely. And I think but just before we really get into this, I think we should share our respective backgrounds because as you mentioned, I know that you've been in customer service for a long time. I actually have a little bit of customer service experience um, as for, I guess it was about three years, three and a half years, maybe three years. Um, I worked at an alarm monitoring center, um, which is actually where you and I met, as you uh, well yeah, know. That's, yeah, yeah, we did, actually. That's where we met. <laughs> and uh, that oh, wow, very that much 
<laughs> memories. Um, that uh, definitely shaped my experience uh, dealing with customers. Uh, so we would get alarm calls, you know, fire, burglary, medical, that sort of thing. And um, we'd have to deal with the people who set those alarms off. Generally, it was oh, by accident. Yep. Um, Nine, it was a 90% of calls or, or, in, or 85 to 90%. Higher than that. No, it was like 90. I think they said 95 to 96% uh, were all false alarms. False alarms. And um, so th- there was the, the people who set it off accidentally and were going to get fined. Uh, there were the people who had issues, like could never remember their password, um, constantly dispatched. Those, those are my favorite, the ones I love to call the police on. Oh, yeah. And then um, with the, the medical alarms was dealing with the old people who couldn't understand what you're saying or um, help get fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> oh, goodness. The, no, the real calls, those were terrible enough, but just the, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've had, I've had someone say that to me before. Oh goodness. So yes. Uh, so I've been on the, the customer <laughs> and, and when I was in high school, I worked in, uh, um, at a pet store. So I, uh, I, I remember that from our, um, from our, why do people love dogs so much or their pets so much episode. Yes. So that's that's my experience. What about what about you, Mosey? Well, I am I am a veteran of the customer service industry. I am I'm very experienced and honestly I've had about thirteen years of experience. I started working in a this really rich, swanky bank in uh, midtown Manhattan. It was it used to be independence and then it became sovereign. And then I left that job and went to work at another bank for about two years. But even though I was really good with people and the whole customer service thing, I was really crappy with the cash drawer. So they fired me because I kept messing up. So when uh, you say really crappy with the cash drawer, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're getting at. Couldn't no, keep I my fingers I'm out of it. <laughs> I was not playing fast and loose with the 50s. Good. Good for yeah. you, man. No, I just, I was, I hated, I hated the job. I didn't like it. So I kept, I messed up a lot. I made mistakes and they ended up firing me. I, I still remember the day I got fired. It was, I remember it was Friday, Friday, April the 13th. So it was a Friday the 13th, Friday, April 13th, 2007. And I remember that being a, like a super happy day because I hated that job. And they just, they just gave me license to spread my wings and fly. And I remember I used that summer to finish school. And um, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise, honestly. After that, I moved to upstate New York, worked at this, this, the very same alarm company as you did, although I, was, I think I was there for a much longer time than you. I was there for almost six years. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. And then after that, I went to work in a call center in downtown Syracuse, a company called AXA. I worked in the, their Equivest insurance area. And then I came back to NYC. And then I, I'm, you know, working for the company where I'm currently working, financial services. Oh, I thought you were gonna like come up with something hilarious, like uh, Ashley Madison. Ah, no, not Ashley. Did I really just laugh out like that? No, oh my god, yeah, that's that, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, that was, I mean, that was a bad, a bad joke on my part. But I mean, you have to. It was funny though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, but my, my life my, my, my life in customer service has not been that exciting, which is kind of um it's kind of a contrast to to some of the stories that I'm gonna share uh, with you guys. I actually spoke with some of my friends who still um, who are who either still live in Grenada or who travel there frequently so they have more experience with what it is. So they know they know what um 
they know what good customer service is, especially the ones who live here in the States like myself. So I'm a used, I'm used to the American customer service experience. You know how that goes. The customer is always right, even if they're dead wrong. The kind of, the kind of environment where they always cater to the client, they pander to them almost. And it's, that's kind of what I'm used to. That I, I would say really... that that's nowadays it's more like 60, 40, or it used to be probably like 90, 10. We're, we're at about 60, 40 nowadays. You're, you're more so likely to get someone who's trying to back then. backwards, but it's not a hundred percent. Okay. Well, you know what you, I haven't, I typically don't have bad experiences with customer service. So, um, and I'm usually super polite and I've learned that being on the other side of that of that curtain, if you're nice to clients, they're usually, they're usually nice to you. So, but I, having worked in customer service, I know what good customer service is. And I also know what crappy customer service is. So jumping into one of the stories, one of my boys was telling me that you would, and this is in Grenada specifically, of course, that you would, you mainly see this in, in uh, places like shops, supermarkets, maybe the little corner stores, like our versions of the bodega. Now, he was also telling me that these people, they tend to step up their customer service for for tourists. But if you're a local, forget it. You'll get the worst customer service of your life. And he was telling me it's things like blatantly ignoring you. Like if you ask a question, they just straight up won't, won't talk to you. They won't answer you. If you express displeasure at that, they might answer you back under their breath. Like, you know, they're mad at you for being in, in, in their store <laughs> trying to buy their products. I had another friend who told me that sometimes this extends to to like the party scene, the club scene. He would be um, trying to buy himself a drink and he would have to wait until, and this is his, this is the direct quote. He said, having to wait until bartenders, quote, satisfy themselves before they pay attention to you and take your orders. I don't know Hopefully what he means by satisfy their hands themselves. After that. What happened? Hopefully they're washing their hands after that. I, I would certainly hope so, especially if they're going to be making my drink. But um, uh, so, yeah, waiting for them, having to wait for them to, I, I would assume he means either getting something to eat or getting something to drink before they would even, you know, pay attention to you to basically take your order. So it's it li- it's little little things like that, you know, and then getting mad when you ask them. So and, and I imagine a conversation would go a little something like this. So you would go in, he would origin BBS, he would say something like, boss, what is this? And then the bartender would go, well, we look like is a, is a vodka and orange juice. And then he would say something like, well, wait, that's not what I asked you for. So how do you mean that's not what you asked me for? Boss man asked you for a rum and a Coke. So is this vodka and orange juice nonsense? So you find this look like rum and Coke. And then the bartender probably would say something along the lines of, well, look, I make the drink already, so you had to pay for it. So I don't understand why you so vexed with me. And next time, talk louder so I can hear you properly. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> That is some. That is. How was that? Wow, that's my terrible Grenadian accent. No, I liked it, man. Um, and just like the idea that that's, I, I that's believable, just because you, you kind of reminded me of something. Um, speaking of terrible customer service, um, there's a. I feel like that Grenadian brand is uh, leaking into the U.S., but instead of it being just like a um, tourist versus locals thing, it's everybody. Because as you know, in New York City, like it's impossible to differentiate the two, really, except for tourists uh, drive poorly because they don't know where they're going, and locals drive poorly because that's just the way they drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every time I go into um, like a uh, 
it, it really can be any store. It can be like a convenience store, like Seven Eleven or something, or a Dunkin' Donuts or any sort of shop like that. The the people at the counter are having conversations with each other and while you're can, checking out. Yeah, you know, or they're on their phone. Yes, and they're texting. That is so like I try to be so polite, like. When I walk up to the counter, if I'm on my phone, I t- tell the person I'm talking to, excuse me, or I may hang up the call just so I can right. give my attention. Yeah, but this in this the for specifically for um, uh, people who speak in another language or English is not the first language. Um, I've often experienced that this situation where they're talking uh, to someone else in that other language as you come up, and they yep. do not yep. stop. Like, cause they could literally be talking about anything, cause they're assuming, you know, me uh, looking like I look like, that I do not understand what their conversation is. So they could literally be talking about anything. And in the back of your head, you're always thinking, oh, they're they must be talking about me. Something that's like the weird. that's like the uh, the Vietnamese ladies in the in the um in the nail joints that talk they talk crap about you while they're doing your feet. There was a Seinfeld episode about that with. Uh, George's dad. They uh, Elaine brought George's dad in because he spoke uh, Korean. Oh shoot! And Angela Johnson, that comedian, did a she did a joke about that. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, that so that that kind of thing. It's just to me, and even you know, it's the craziest part. It actually happened to me once at a Chick Fil A. The only rude experience I've ever had in my life at a Chick Fil A was in the drive-through. I pull up. And I, you know, just give them the, the card and you're like, hey, how's it yeah, going? Are they like supposed to be really nice at Chick-fil-A? Yes. So that was the surprise. The, the, the young lady who was there was chatting with friends, like just took my card, didn't even look at me, didn't acknowledge me, was like laughing and joking with her friends or whatever. And I was, I was shocked. I didn't Expect know what to that do. At a, at a McDonald's. I had a lady at McDonald's throw straws at me once. <laughs> I'm like rude. Apropos of nothing. She just, I walked in. I was like, hey, can I get a... And she throws straws. <laughs> well, no, here's... To provide context, I ordered I ordered some food and I ordered a drink to go with it. And she gave me the food and the drink and she was just, you know, she, I guess, was getting the straws to give me so I could leave. And me, I'm nice. I'm, I, I'm opening the, the paper bag with the food in it so she could put the straws in. And she just like throws them on the counter, like right at the foot of the bag. Like you, this bag is six inches to seven inches tall. Like you couldn't muster up the Titanic energy to lift your arms six to seven inches off this countertop to put my straw in my, in my paper bag. Like, I mean, I understand you hate yourself and you hate your job and you hate your life, (laughs) but come on, man, just, you know, I mean, the funny part is, I, I want to assume that there's like there's a reason behind which she did that. Like I don't know if it was a personal. She hates thing, herself, right? Or like if it was you did something to where she's can like, really how dare me? he? Can you really see me being like a jerk to, no, to no, someone? No, no, not you... that you were a jerk, but something you did. She read as like, how dare he? Like you holding the bag open to be like, ah, how dare he say that I? <laughs> Like, I am giving straws to him. I am not a bag filler, you know, or something like that. Listen, listen, if I was one of those, if I was a jerk, I would have made her open the bag and put the straws in. How about that one? I, okay. The, the, the worst... I'm, I'm, I'm really, I was like trying to be, I was trying to accommodate her, bro. 
Honestly, I understand. I was really trying to accommodate this lady. I don't know. She was probably just having a bad day. I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say that people who work at fast food industries are either young and therefore may not have as much experience just like interpersonal relationships or you're, probably, you're right. they're but this a psychopath and she was, she she was, was doing it. So, yes, those are the only two reasons you could work. Because only, only psychopaths work at Young McDonald's. people, psychopaths. Um, but my worst, one of my, my worst, knows. I'm going to say one of my worst because it stuck with me for years and years. Customer service experiences actually happened at a McDonald's. So I'm weird and I don't like cheese, but I like uh, sausage and egg <laughs> biscuits. So random. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing. I, I'll eat. I'm weird. I don't like cheese. I, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get make it a big thing we can do an episode on it later if you'd like because i know you have a lot of questions i'm not answering any of them now go ahead (laughs) i'm not answering any of them the only thing you need to know for this story is i don't like cheese so i order a sausage and egg biscuit um and i specifically say no cheese you have to say this cheese plate for his birthday what's that buys ace a cheese plate for his birthday oh gosh you can do that i mean (laughs) it's going in the trash so i have to specifically say that i've trained myself because if you so, you may not know this. Sausage and egg biscuits do not come with cheese normally. But if you don't say no cheese, I have found they'll put cheese on there. Just like, I'm doing you a salad, buddy. Chucking some cheese on your food even though you didn't order it. So I say no cheese. I go pick up my order. Go sit down. Gnawing away on my hash brown. And I open up the sandwich. And yeah, there's cheese on it. Not a huge deal because we're sitting there. The person I'm with, we're eating the McDonald's. Not a big deal. I bring it back up to the counter. I'm like, hey, not a problem, but I, I asked for this without cheese. This one's got cheese in it. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. No problem. I watch – so this is crazy. So it's a morning time. It's kind of busy area. I watch the sandwich. Instead of – usually they throw them out. If you take something from behind the counter and it, the person leaves, if they bring that back, that food is thrown away. Yeah. So I watch the sandwich to go on a journey. It went from – my hand into the other guy's hand. He took it and put it back. You know that tray thing where they have sandwiches? Ew, the put thing it, that warms the food? Yes, where like they slide in when they you when they put make it back the in there. Put it back in there, which I don't I mean, I don't really care cuz I didn't do anything, but to think some other people might do weird things. Disgusting. He put it back in there. And I don't remember how ex- Oh, so he went and was doing something else with another customer, and I'm standing there waiting. The woman, a woman comes up to me. It's like, have you been helped? I said, yeah, I ordered a sausage and egg, um, no cheese on it, and they had cheese on it. So I was just waiting for the one. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. Goes back. And I'm not kidding. Like, I think the reason why I didn't react <laughs> is because I thought this can't be happening. She goes back to the tray, grabs the same one that he oh. puts it in a bag. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. And, and she's like, here you go. And like – I was like, this this can't be the same one. I, I couldn't have watched what I just watched. So I was like, thank you. I go and I sit down and I open yeah. it up and I'm like, no, this is exactly the one that I handed to them. That that crumb was ex- that that I recognized yeah. the position of that flake of biscuits. Well, and the the thing wasn't like wrapped pro like in the super tight, amazing way that they normally yeah. do it. So I went up and I was like, look, man, I this I I ordered this sausage and egg or yeah, sausage and egg biscuit no cheese I, I got it with cheese and i came back and they gave me the same one it has cheese on it i, I need one of these without cheese and the thing is for me i'm polite just because i want to be polite people but also when it comes to food or service things 
haircuts, any of that sort of thing, I'm not going to be a jerk because I'm at your mercy and I don't want you messing up my food. But you're also but you're also paying them. So it's like well, you have you literally have one job, make me a sandwich. I agree with you 100%, but my concern is that they make me they the next ingredient they add is their spit. <laughs> and I don't want like that. Like an Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. Or, like a, or a liter of cola or something. No, but here's the thing. You're you're at the McDonald's. You you can see them make the food. They can't spit in it right there in front of your face. You'll see them. I I don't know that that would stop them. Have you seen these people? Some, uh, I, I have. McDonald's I have. Workers. Unfortunately, some of the most indifferent people that I've ever met. <laughs> but let me. Life. But let me. I'm gonna give you another. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna do the reverse compliment sandwich. I'm gonna give you the exception and then another bad one. Um, there was this guy who works at a local McDonald's. I would come in there super early, like 4:30 in the morning, sometimes. And he took his job very seriously. He was very professional and just like friendliest guy on the planet. And I loved <laughs> buying <laughs> sausage and egg McMuffins from this kid because he was awesome. And then late, uh, just recently, last week, I was in a McDonald's. Um, you know, they get busy in in the city. Um, when you're waiting for something and there's multiple cash registers, what's the best way to wait for them for like the next register? I just kind of hang back and I, I wait till someone calls me. Right. Or yeah. Or you, everyone is in one line, right? If there's multiple registers, you're in one line. So then whoever finishes first, the next person goes to the open person, right? Yeah. That's just much. normal. So we're doing that. Another woman comes up and opens another register and she says, two lines, please. And we all kind of look at each other in the line like, uh, that's not right. And I say to the woman, I kind of like get up the gumption to be like, wouldn't it make more sense to have one line and just feed each cash register? And she looks at me and says, that's not how it works, sir. And I was like, oh, she's the big boss. She's the big boss hog on the cash register. How dare you advise her? I couldn't understand like what would make her do that like, because she's got the keys to the win? kingdom how how dare you speak up <laughs> what does she get from having two cash registers and two lines because then she's the one behind the counter with the cash oh, register in her hand but exactly what you'd think happened happened where you know like her line like finish 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 and the because of course i didn't go over there but the one i'm with somebody's ordering like 800 special order items but as one does. Yeah. Anyways. So yes, McDonald's is probably the most egregious, but any sort of, you know, I used service. to work at McDonald's, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> but I was in the grill. I was, um, I mean, they wanted me up front. I was, um, obviously to I be the too, face I was of too the dumb company. For the cash register. I could never get it. That's not why they just wanted you to look pretty up there. Well, I mean, I did, but at the same time, you, it, it can be pretty and not know how to work the cash register, bro. You're like a beautiful moron. I, I guess I'm still a beautiful moron. <laughs> your your wife is one lucky lady. <laughs> so, I have more bartender stories for you. Please. Yeah. I'll I'd like to take a sip of those bartender. You'd like stories. to take a sip of those? Well, or I'm pouring. I should have said shot. So, a shot. Dang Shots it. are great. My friend orders a drink. Well, this is this is not this is a specific example of of um bad customer service um, in the in the bar scene so my friend orders a drink a bartender gives him the drink in the wrong glass which i mean wait a minute if you're the a bartender you should know he gives him the drink in the wrong type of glass like i, I mean i'm not a things, big drinker so. so i don't i just know i just know you know glasses you know you pour the drink in the glass you give it to me fine 
I mean, I'm not fancy. So it's like the cocktail is the wrong color. Pitcher. Yeah, you know. However, man. However, but the 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 drink is the wrong color, right? It tastes like the ingredients are wrong. He puts the wrong stuff. He puts the wrong ingredients into the drink. So that's like, I don't know. Name me a drink. Uh, I like an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Okay. So like, like I don't I think know. You know, this is the, the wrong treat, fella. Right because I don't know what goes into drinks. Okay, so, all right, perfect example. Let's say he orders a, a rum and coke, okay? What's but in a rum and coke? He gives him instead though? a whiskey sour or something. What's in a rum and coke? All right, that's though? clearly not a rum and coke. So my friend complains to him, right? He's like, this isn't what I ordered. Kind of like in the example I gave before. Gives him his phone to look at the ingredients, right? So according to him, the bartender was stroking his chin in a quote, thoughtful and dumbfounded way and he goes all right and this is again my my poor approximation of a grenadian accent well boss that's how i does make it and i, I just change it around a little bit you didn't like it so so that's the kind of attitude that some of these people have wow. like i did it the way i wanted to do it and too bad for you and why don't you like it this way oh, so man. yeah and it's awful but my friend thinks he has a theory he thinks that the part of the issue is like let's say here let's use this you know the us as an example there's this core knowledge that's taught you know in certain situations in this case in bartending school or you know you buy a book whatever it is so there's this core knowledge and you um there, there's a core knowledge that is understood and appreciated is what i'm trying to say so you understand that drinks are made a certain way you appreciate that you don't screw with the system you know but that apparently doesn't seem to be the case in these in these places and on top of that because of that and just the general lack of care turnover is pretty high so there's hardly any time to train any new people so they end up screwing up a whole bunch making a whole ton of mistakes in the process of learning the role and that is that sort of starts spilling over and one time he asked he he gave me the example rather of asking for he asked this, this bartender, this female, right, for a Bloody Mary. Okay, She didn't know what that was, and I kid you not, you can't make this up. She asked if he was talking about a woman who was on her cycle at that time of the month. I, she didn't know what a Bloody Mary was. But, okay, even if she did think that, why would he be asking for that at a bar? Exactly. exactly. And that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, that kind of just, to me, that speaks to uh, a lack of knowledge, whether that's deliberate or I, I don't know is, is lack of knowledge of accidental I, I don't I don't know well to me it's like I mean and, and and honestly I I love I love my Grenadian people you know that's 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 my home I grew up there and I would say this to just the Caribbean in general like man we we're, we're making strides we have been making strides and some great great people have come out of that region but just and from this is from conversations that i've had in i have a group chat with some of the guys in my graduating class and like we got to do better folks you know you don't want you don't want to be portrayed or to to give off the impression that you are less than because of a lack of intelligence or a lack of 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 knowledge or knowing how to carry yourself like we definitely have to do better because i have 
I have met some of the most intelligent, brilliant, gifted people growing up. Like I have a, a good friend of mine who is, he's essentially a research scientist. And I would, it, it's so funny seeing how widely our paths have, have diverged from when we were children or, or kids going to school. You know, he went the way of academia and science and I just went the complete opposite direction. And I was, and I was always... <laughs> A, a different path and i always remember it being so i was i always used to try and compete with him and I, I knew deep down that it was completely futile to try and compete with this man because he was just so brilliant like he's a he's a he was a professor at one point or he might even still be a professor at, um at a university in california like one of the um the ucla schools i think the kid is just brilliant so i mean i know that we have and, and there's tons more examples of just brilliant Caribbean people coming out of that region. But then, of course, you have all these other examples of of people that just make you want to face bomb, like, you know, what the hell are you thinking? I, I think you're looking at this all wrong, sir. I think what you're how, seeing how so? here is a person with absolute, complete, unquenchable confidence in that when he faces a mistake, rather than mold himself to the world or the reality that they find themselves in they stand astride the path of the oncoming train and they say no you move <laughs> i don't care that a rum and coke no. you, my idea of a rum and coke is actually a screwdriver with vodka and orange juice that's what vodka and orange <laughs> juice is our screwdriver right yes he's like i don't care this is a rum and coke in my establishment. This is my this is my rum and yeah, coke. You're this, wrong. Is, this is my, this is my <laughs> truth. And that kind of confidence, my friend, uh, that can that can bring you pretty far. So hats well, off to those people. people. Like honestly, if that happened to me, and you gave me the wrong drink, I especially if you were that confident and giving me the wrong drink, and then having the balls to ask me why don't you like it this way, <laughs> you would probably become my new friend. Honestly, yeah, I would. I would probably be like, you know what. Maybe I have been drinking it wrong this whole time. I, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, sir. I'll give you the. I've been, I've been drinking rum and coke the wrong way my entire life. Maybe rum is not even rum. Yeah, maybe it's a colloquialism. Like Bloody Mary doesn't actually have blood and a person named Mary in it, right? I, I suppose not. So maybe rum Man, is it, whiskey and coke is orange juice. It's, it, bro. It's so wild. Like this, this. This whole, and just to kind of re-steer the conversation back, but this whole Caribbean customer service nightmare type approach, it's, it's not even just in the Caribbean. Like here here in, in New York, I remember one time, this actually happened on three, I can remember three very distinct occasions, right? And one, one occasion was in a Guyanese bakery, okay? So um, I'm 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 not gonna call the name of the place, but it was somewhere in the vicinity of Church. Please, Avenue. Don't, let's not be too specific. How many Guyanese bakeries can really be in Lower Manhattan? Well, it wasn't in Lower Manhattan. It was it was in the vicinity of Church and Utica Avenue. So there's a few out there. So I mean, I'm not I'm being I'm being specific enough where you know it's got to be one of these three or four, but you won't specifically know which one it is. So I just remember the guy going in there to order some bread, right? He went in to order plat bread. Yeah, you know you know what a plat bread is? I do not. Okay, so a plat bread is a loaf of bread that's got like a plat, like you know, um, like a braid on the top. 
but the braid is made from um it's made from dough. It's red. Okay. It goes across the top from one end to the I next. I gotcha. So we call we call those plats. You know, we don't call them braids. So he went in for a plat bread, a loaf of plat bread. And first of all, the lady looked vexed that the man was in her store. Like, like, why are you in my bakery? Like, I I want to go on my break. Why are you bothering me here at my job at this thing that I am being paid to do? Okay. And she was so rude to him. She was she was almost like shouting, Well, what do you want? Oh, you want plat bread? We ain't have plat bread. So he's like, Well, ma'am, what what do you have? Well, I know I gotta go and check in the back. And she was just so nasty to him. I'm like, you know what? And I wanted to go and shake his hand and be like, you know what, sir? I am so sorry that you and and I don't think he was he didn't sound like he was like he was Guyanese. He sounded American. I'm like, you know what? I wanna say so sorry for my people and the way they're acting towards you right now because he probably had a really terrible impression. I've seen this happen at another Guyanese place. This was a food spot, also in the vicinity of Church Avenue. Um same thing. Guy goes in and asks for curry chicken. They didn't have curry chicken. And the lady's like, watch now, we ain't have no curry chicken. Nothing. Usually in those situations, you would say, well, we don't have this, but can I offer you this as an alternative? Right, right. None of that. No, we ain't have no curry chicken. <laughs> just, just, like, <laughs> Get out of my store. Just, just nothing. Just nothing. And I'm like, this poor man. The same thing happened in a Jamaican spot close to where I used to live. Um, for those folks listening who know the East New York area, Ashford and Linden. Like, there's a place somewhere around there that sells food and the same experience, you know. But weirdly enough, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report that these things technically, they typically rather don't happen to me. And I think it's because I'm always super friendly with the people i'm always you know you're a man i'm I'm happy i'm laughing i'm smiling you know and i'm encouraging conversations so typically i see this stuff happening to other people not usually it doesn't usually happen so they bring it on themselves is what you're saying listen whatever it is that they're doing i i don't know maybe they're not doing anything maybe just these people having a bad day but i i mean again you also have to think of it in terms of well what's it like on the other side of that whole customer service experience like Customer service can be exhausting. Yeah, but like, you know, when you had one of those situations where someone is yelling, just a for example, let's let's give a you know a little taste the other side. So, in the alarm monitoring business, when you get an alarm call, um, or an alarm signal comes in, and you call the house and say, like, you know, hey, this is the uh, Ace with uh, super awesome burglary systems. Can I get your uh, ABC alarm company? Yeah, can I get your uh, password <laughs> or passcode, please? Because we got an alarm, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, password is Bolivar. Uh, everything's fine here, but his password isn't Bolivar. It's like ABC one two three. Yeah, it's something totally different. And you're like, okay, glad you're here. all right. Have a good day. And then because of the contract that you signed and the legal ramifications of that, you have to dispatch the police. And then the next phone number is his cell phone. And you're like, hey, this is Ace with ABC Alarm. Oh, yeah, I just talked to you, man. What's up? And he's like, guess what? Yeah, I just sent the police mayor there because we got the wrong password. And he's like, what? But I said everything is okay. And they're freaking out on you because they're – Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember quite oh, well. Oh, this, this is for the other people. Like, so in a situation, if you – like what always would come – I know you and I probably discussed this. What if, what if we got an alarm? 
and somebody answers and they're like, uh, yeah, uh, password is gravy beans and everything's fine. And you hear someone like <laughs> screaming in the background, please stop murdering me. And we're just like, all right. Okay. He said everything was fine. So I guess we need to accept that. Like, obviously you can't do that. But no. so in those situations, it's, did you get belligerent? We're like, well, sir, you're an idiot. Cause you gave me the wrong password. No, you said, you said, I'm very sorry, sir. It's just part of our policy. Let, you know, if you can get that password for me, I'll try to attempt to, you know, uh, to stop the police dispatch. You just were polite up to the very end. And then when you got off the phone, you were like, man, what a tool bag. But when you were what there, you were friendly and polite. And that's, that's the thing for me. Like, if that's your job, that's your job. And you hate it, you leave it. You don't do a poor job at mm. your job. Which brings me to things that we, things that customer service reps definitely don't do on the other side of the phone when they press their mute button. I feel like that's a tongue-in-cheek title, but continue. Well, we, we definitely don't curse your name if you're a crappy client. We definitely don't come up with the most creative and and um and colorful curse words to to describe you we definitely don't do that i was always terrified of the mute button that it would not work when i needed it to i i feel also like there was a situation that happened at our place of employee where that exact situation happened the person pressed the mute button and said something unkind and the mute button and did it not work. And it wasn't muted. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's happened any any number of times. Any number of times. Just, and I just I, wait there's this one place I worked at where you do press the button, but it still records you. Oh, like yeah. you can, the client won't hear you, but the recording still picks you up if, even if the button's on. Oh you. yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I mean that's that's great for for comic relief, but not definitely not for your your security and position at that company. Oh, and we also definitely don't Google your address to see where you live. That sounds a little, little stalkery. <laughs> well, you know how it is. You hear someone on the phone, and let's say, let's say, and this is just this is purely hypothetical, of course. Sure. Someone gets on the phone with you, and they may sound like they're from some certain region of the country where you might hear banjos playing in the forest at night. Oh, yeah, you mean Los Angeles. I gotcha. Oh, dude, completely. And you might think to yourself, this person sounds like a real captain of industry. They're a champ. Let me see where they live. So you look at their account where the address is conveniently located, of course, and you throw that into Google Maps, and you have a a hundred percent a perfect picture of where they live and you're like you know what that makes sense because it matched in exactly in your mind what you saw where they lived that's exactly where they live and the, the evidence is right there in front of you on google maps and you've never done that you are tarnishing my opinion of you and everyone in our viewing audience they were like what a delightful young man and now it's all ugh, this guy Behind that beautiful I'm grin. Spill, I'm just spilling all the dirty secrets. Listen, <laughs> Behind that beautiful every grin. customer service rep at some point has done at least or, or rather has not done one of these things. And we definitely don't ever be sarcastic or passive aggressive on the phone with clients. We never do that. Sometimes I felt like they could tell when my like I was smiling 
but the smile was like I'm smiling Fake. because I want you to like just go away forever. <laughs> I um I tend to have or I used to have because I'm not on the phones anymore, but I used to have fun talking to my clients. So I I've I've I don't I think I can count on maybe one hand like the number of times I've had a really, really bad experience where I definitely couldn't turn it around. And um the first one I remember being like earliest Saturday morning, I was at the alarm company and whoever this person was that I spoke to, they just were so mad. They were on vacation. The alarm went off. We couldn't do anything about it. And he was, he would not be appeased. And that's really the only time I can ever really think of a situation. Even though there was one time a guy told me could, I could, I should go F myself when I call him on the, I call his mother on the medical alarm. And I was like, excuse me, sir, what did you say to me? And I don't think he was expecting that because he kind of started tripping over his words. He's like, well, uh, people have been calling, trying to scam my mom. I thought you were one of them. I'm like, no, sir, I'm not a scammer. I'm calling to check on you because your alarm went off. I am a professional, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am a professional. How dare you speak to me like that? <laughs> now, if you'll pardon me, I need to go take one of my 15-minute breaks and use the bathroom. <laughs> I've been holding it in for half the day. <laughs> Gosh, those break passes. But I mean, just listen. In in general, though, I feel that most yes, there's there's that small that small percentage of of customer reps who are just terrible at their jobs. They don't care. They're doing it for a paycheck. You know who you are, and I, but I think that most customer reps are just good. They're good folks. They're regular people. You know, they're there. They really want to help people. I mean, obviously, they're there for the paycheck too, but. They're genuinely nice people, and 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 I would say to anyone listening, if you, as a customer, and you if you ever call into to a customer service rep, and you give them a hard time, listen, I'm not here to judge you, but just remember that these are people too. They have feelings, and they're gonna react exactly the way you would if you were spoken to in a certain way. So you know you can't get angry at these people because they're not they're they're not. They're not robots, you yeah. know. They're not AI, or they're people. They have feelings, and try to put yourself in in their position as well, because I mean, it's just and and just there's nothing to be lost from just being a nice person. Again, no judgments on anyone, but I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen firsthand with with people just speaking to customer reps any type of way, uh, even when they have. They have no control over a situation. So just remember that that's being disparaging is just is really hurtful. And, you know, it, 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 it you're going to get back what you put. Yeah, up. I, I agree with you that the majority of people are generally just trying to get along and do the right thing. And if you show them a little courtesy, they will show it back. However, there's a small portion of the population that doesn't just not operate in the same plane of politeness of us, but people that really belong on a little place we call Shame That's right. And today, Mosey, I've got a treat for you. We're going to do three awful customer service experience stories. And we're going to try to focus on where the people who were interacting with these customers just chose to do things in a way that generally would be considered in bird culture a a bad move 
Let's just say that. This is a family <laughs> in, show. In bird culture? bird culture? I think some of the the listeners out there will get the reference. I don't get That's that okay. reference. You're, gonna You're not super cool. You can, well, we'll go over it later. Oh, throwing <laughs> shade. I thought we were friends. Hey, better get a flashlight, bro. Just throw some shade. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that was... Let's get them stories, right. man. What you got? So, uh, the first one up, we're going to go with uh, this. This one is, it's just one of those things where it's, I can, <laughs> I, it, this is one of those passive aggressive things where I could imagine, you know, see a person, you know, the people that we worked with who knew, who would like freak out on the phone. You could see them doing this. So, um, there was this Time Warner Cable customer, um, Esperanza Martinez. Those are my favorite. Yeah, she man. she got a, a letter from the cable company. Um, <laughs> and so she had an issue. Um, she used the live chat feature and spoke to a representative, and she had an issue with the cable box. Um, and she got, I don't know if she had a bad experience or they didn't appreciate the way that she worked with them, um, but they sent her a letter. <laughs> the letter is addressed, uh, Dear Martinez. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty awful and it's it's just one of those things uh, i'm sure like the person was writing up and just like did it as a joke or whatever like to push off whatever steam that they were trying to do and then like got to the end of it and <laughs> didn't remember to switch it out we're we gonna bleep we're gonna bleep that out right uh sure <laughs> like... i can hear it i love it <laughs> um but yeah so uh it's it's the it's in the letter and so it's it's one thing to say or act a certain way to a customer yeah. on the line but to have but like, you have printed proof yeah physical evidence oh um my so God. She, the apology they, they apologized and gave her a, a free year's worth of cable which uh, from time warner was probably you know a, oh, a wow. total cash value of uh, 37 dollars not that what? what they would charge. I just mean if you okay. were trying to give an actual number of what that's worth. Okay. Um, if someone that's you know you paid awful. for it, it would be that's, like that's free. so awful. Oh, I felt it. The next one um, is this is this is like a, <laughs> a a little different way. These two uh, people, Veronica Belmont and Ryan Block, they had Comcast service. And they wanted to cancel their contract. I don't know if you know this about Comcast. They have their their customer service reps are like retention kind of people. And oh they yeah, get a certain oh, yeah. amount of money by like keeping you know like because you feel like oh I want to I want to cancel my account and like so oh let me try to get you to someone. Stay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they already had another account, like another provider, getting them uh, service, but. <laughs> This, this service guy like refuses to let him cancel. It's that kind of thing where they keep coming back with the, ah, oh, but you know, you're going to miss out on this. And I know you really appreciate this. And he's like, listen, I, it's not even a want to, I have another provider. Let me cancel my account. That's, that's, that's happened to, I've seen that happen to, to my mom. And the thing is, they're so insistent that, that people just kind of, they kind of give up and they're like, okay, fine, I'll keep the service. But I, it's so, it's so annoying though. Like, if I want to cancel, just let me cancel the damn service. Right. It, what it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, 
by you begging or refusing to allow me, how do you think that that's going to keep me with your company? Like, I already have negative feelings. It's just going to piss me off even more. <laughs> it's like if you can imagine, like, trying to break up with somebody and they're just like, no, I really Don't think, me. I mean, no, no, not even that way. You're saying, like, you really enjoy our dates and I really feel like we have some good conversation. <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I'm really done is, with this that relationship. Really <laughs> Um, and but they eventually uh, released the statement. How long did they have them on the phone? Um, uh, the that information is not there, but uh, it's okay. Okay. Well, we just we just know for a fact that they were extremely insistent and they did not want these clients to cancel yeah. their service. If you don't want, I, it's like I'm I'm here. It reminds me of that uh, that episode of uh, Friends where Ross is trying to quit his gym membership and he just he couldn't do it. <laughs> You know, one time I tried to quit New York Sports Club and they told me I needed a doctor's note. That's awesome. Yeah. But so I had my um, my friend that I work with, his sister was, an, was a, a nurse and she wrote me a note. That reminds me of a Seinfeld episode where George got a fake note written by Jerry's podiatrist friend to go to get a massage. Everything I know is from television episodes. And also it wasn't Ross who wanted to quit the gym, it was Chandler. And then well, Ross. Art doesn't within. take life often. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care about my stories. We'll continue on. Your the stories last... suck. They're terrible. <laughs> Look, somebody was listening to this like, yeah, I remember that episode of Friends. And they're like, oh, Mosey doesn't care. So who cares? I've, okay. I've never watched Friends. I thought Friends was, I thought Friends was just. Look, before you say something that changes the nature of our friendship forever, let's just continue on. Okay, Pretty, go ahead. So the, the third one. Is, we'll finish this after I, I hit record again. Okay. <laughs> the third one is uh, a uh, story about this guy um, who was flying from Chicago to Paris and uh, on British Airways. Um, his dad lost his luggage. So <clears throat> he was having trouble like working with their customer service or whatever, and he tweeted out at them. Like uh, the customer service is terrible, so you in something like that, usually companies would get you know back right away because they you know on tw Twitter like that's a negative thing that's going to happen. People are going to see that. It's usually mm -hmm. it reminds me of that time that you contacted <laughs> LG. LG. <laughs> they you know, oh right my god, away. we got to talk about that another time. But they yes. they scared me when they responded. I did not expect that. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh, impressive. So, um, so when this guy tweeted this out, it's just don't fly at British Airways. Customer service is horrendous. So, like, I'm not a huge Twitter user, but when you are like you're at whatever is put like there's a notification that goes to you, right? Someone talks. Yeah, about yeah, you. you see it. So it took them eight hours to respond to this tweet. But this guy's like 76,000 users had already seen it by that point. So it was like um, they responded, hey, sorry for the delay in responding. Our Twitter feed is open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. GMT. Please uh, DM or direct message your baggage ref and we'll look into this. The guy responds, you know, right after that says, how does a billion dollar corporation have a nine to five social media support for a business that operates 24 seven? He says, DM me yourselves. And they're like, oh, we can't DM you as you aren't following us. We, if you like, this is your bag or reference. And he's like, come on, I have been following you already. Did you even bother to check? So, you know, this thing is just this goofy. Like they didn't, 
first of all, for a, a company nowadays to not so have a 24-7, though. like someone checking that for an airline company because you fly all the time. That's just a goof. And then but just to show that and then be like, oh, you need to de- you need to follow us. And he's like, I am following you. Why would you not check before you said that? It's just so many missteps. And the best part about it is they're on Twitter, so they're public. So everyone can see that. Oh, it's because it. he, refused, he refused to DM them. Yes. And I think that's part of it. But, I mean, that's that's how you get um, that's how you get it. Uh, what a bunch of knuckleheads. Oh, you know, yeah. and it's, I, I, it's so funny that you mention that because I handle, I handle the social media for my current job and the reputation management. So I am like super on guard all the time for the way I respond, how quickly I respond. And I haven't been doing it that long, but, and I'm definitely no expert, but even I know that that is, you know, you get the conversation in DMs, you get it in private. So you don't have this back and forth exchange where the whole world can see it. Like that's just, that's just reputation management one-on-one. And it should fire whoever is in charge of that. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't some junior executive, I'm sure they would have already. So um, those are the stories that we got. We've got, uh, oh gosh, I can't even remember. The first one. This is Mrs. C-Word Martinez. Oh yeah. Uh, Time Warner Cable with the C-Word. Then we got the guy who just Comcast rap won't let them quit. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, British Airways just misstepping. I always want to give that man a medal for just how tenacious he is. He's kind of like that bartender who gives you a screwdriver and tells you, this is the screwdriver is the new rum and Coke. Like orange is the new black. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. All right. So this one is actually very, very easy. Definitely Comcast and the C word Martinez letter to that poor lady, I mean, it just doesn't get any worse than that. And I hope I hope whoever drafted that letter and sent it out got drawn and quartered after they got flayed. Okay? So, and this was Comcast, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, that was Time Warner Cable that did that. Time Warner Cable. Which, and you know what? I have, I have a ton of friends who work for Time Warner Cable and they hate it. And, well, they hated it because they no longer work there. So, Time Warner Cable, you are on shame bench. Well, Mosey, this has been it's been it's a delightful thing. I feel like we're taking off our sweaters and putting back on our shoes. We want to thank all you guys for for joining us this week. Thanks for joining us, neighbors. <laughs> and uh, please come back next week. We're going to have a just as exciting. No, no, I think it'll be more exciting. It will be. It will be. We'll ramp we're it not going to spoil the surprise as far as what we're going to be talking about, but we are going to have a good time. In the meantime, you can always follow us on Twitter at uh, Breadfruit Show and um, Breadfruit Ace. And, um, you know, guys, still, as, as I say all the time, please continue or please send us feedback. We obviously want to make the show uh, much better than it is. We want to improve it. You know, if you have any ideas for segments or for topics or just, you know, you want to say hello or whatever it is, you know, definitely send us a message. You can also shoot us an email at uh, breadfruitjuice at gmail.com. And we're going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be coming up on the end of our first season in the next um, two episodes or so. We're going to shut down a little bit after episode 12. We're going to uh, take a little bit of a break to start producing season two. Uh, we have a lot of great things planned for season two. We're going to revamp the show a little bit. 
um, we'll, we'll maybe change up the format a little bit, but we want to keep we want to keep mixing things up to uh, to keep it fresh. So and and to everyone who has stayed with us throughout the entirety of season one and who checked out all our episodes, we want to say thank you so much. We love getting those follows. We love seeing you guys when you interact with us and you put those comments. You know, those are, are always fun to see. So, um, Ace Bud, you got anything to add before we wrap up for the day? No, I'm just uh, excited. Thanks. Like you said, thanks, everybody, for uh, uh, for who listens. We appreciate having you here, and we love uh, spending time with you. So uh, we'll see you next time. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening in. And remember, you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. Until next time.